Hello, everyone. My name is Hank Settela. And I'm Casey McBride. And we're here with another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. Hello, everyone. Again, um, my name is Hank Sutala, and we're really excited about today's topic, psychic abilities, because it's on the top of everybody's mind, especially when you're just at home, just you, yourself, and your soul. It is, and uh, your spirit guides. And your spirit guides. Yeah, you're not totally home alone. You're never really alone. In fact, we have a whole episode called You're Not Alone. <laughs> uh, but, but it's a great time to really get in touch with that inner knowing and that psychic awareness. And uh, with us today, We'll be uh, having Mary Ford on here in just a moment. She is actually one of the people who does psychic readings and is stepping into her so she's going to have a lot of uh, amazing contributions. Uh, Casey, what would you want to start with uh, talking about today about psychic awareness and abilities? So for me, uh, the journey that has led me up to being able to communicate with spirit, spiritual beings, and uh, just communicating with source, channeling messages, doing all the work that I do, um, uh, every little bit of it. And, you know, sometimes it was frustrating. I remember there were times when all I wanted so badly was to be able to see spirit. I could feel things, but I couldn't see. And, uh, and there were periods of intense frustration, uh, which I then learned, you know, I realized were just my own mental blocks, but I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. All of the work, even all the suffering I had to go through in order to get over certain things, wouldn't trade it for anything because my daily experience is just so magical. Thanks to my, the opening up of my psychic abilities. Uh, like just last night, um, uh, I, I was asking the question, how does it get any better than this? Which I've been learning is a beautiful question to ask whether something <laughs> good or bad happens. You can ask that question and the universe will often right away show you how it does get much better oh, than that. And I don't know if you do or not, but Barry is one of our practitioners for access. So we'll have another access component uh, to that. Actually, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just add her in now. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've always been intuitive. I, when I was born, I had a near-death experience and I always just uh, new things like I, I just knew I didn't have to I didn't have a conversation with guides necessarily uh, but then I did start to see stuff and there was one experience that really kind of scared me I actually broke up with a girl over it if she's ever going to watch this video she'll be like so that's what really happened right because I'm <laughs> in her basement and I see this thing and I'm just like holy shit and it's like I'm not here for you and I'm just like bye <laughs> and I go running out I'm like it's not gonna work out see ya and we <laughs> And I never looked back and then I actually told spirit, I'm like, you know what? I can't handle a mouse running across the floor without freaking out. So like, don't show me spirit until I'm like really ready for it. <laughs> and then just recently, about a year ago, I always would just know spirit was there and, and just have knowings and memories. And I was uh, outside talking to Brian before he left. So actually, I guess this has been two years ago, at least he's been gone longer than I thought. And I'm standing outside of the center and my foot's kind of arched up a little bit, just standing at an angle. And I just had this awareness to look underneath my foot and right underneath my foot was this little mouse. And I didn't, I didn't freak out at all. And the mouse just kind of, um, kind of looked at me and then scurried off. And then I was like, Oh, cool. And then I thought of that moment where I told spirit, I get scared at a mouse. Don't, don't show me stuff until I won't be afraid of it. And then I saw like a full apparition of like a, a spirit person wrapped all in white and like kind of glowing with kind of like an Arabian night mask across its face and just looked at me and then it stepped aside and was like gone. And I'm like, wow, I guess all this stuff is going to start coming back because now I have the awareness where I'm aware that it's there. I'm not going to be afraid of it. 
Now, so it was the experience you told about in the girlfriend's basement, was that the first time you actually saw a spiritual being? Like, like as I see a physical being, yes. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I was always aware of things, but never, like, saw something like that. And it was a, a very interesting entity, which has actually become to be a very potent guide for me. Oh, that's awesome. So this, <laughs> uh, this is, a, um, I think, something cool to share for, for all three of us. So the first time I remember ever actually seeing, like, as if I was seeing with my eyes a spiritual being, is uh, I was with my girlfriend at the time, and we were driving to um, like a doctor's appointment in downtown uh, Cleveland. And I was just having kind of a casual conversation. And this was a time when I was like just starting to have these abilities wake up and come online for me. And But I'd never actually seen a spiritual being like right there in front of me. And, and I saw, uh, I was just kind of looking around, looked over to the side and I saw this spiritual being, it was like an old man walking across the street. And I knew it wasn't a physical old man because they were like this purpley energy type color, but it was so vivid and clear and the way it was moving was like perfect. And I just saw this guy, there was, the, uh, there was a puddle, he walked across, stepped in the puddle, which was still before that, stepped in the puddle and I got freaked out. And I was like, whoa, what was that? And uh, the girlfriend with me, I was like, what, what? And I'm like, there's, I saw a spirit over there. And then I looked back uh, and, so this and this happened in like a fraction of a second. Like looked away, looked back, the being was gone. But where their foot had stepped, the puddle was still rippling from from the footstep in the puddle. So uh, that was the first time. And it's funny. It's so fun for me to tell those stories now because, like nowadays, I see spirit everywhere all the time, and it's just like an everyday occurrence. But back then, when you first have an experience, it's like this mind blowing thing. So Mary, what was your first experience with spirit in in, a similar, in that kind of story? I started as a kid. And I would see, like, all the stuff in my room. Um, and i tell my mom about it. And we play, my sister and I would play with these spirits. And my mom would always be like, oh, my God, Casper. She thought, like, we were blaming things <laughs> that would break and stuff in the house on an imaginary ghost friend that we actually broke stuff. Um, so <laughs> over time, I kind of had, like, a similar experience to Hank. Um where it started just being so many things at once when I was a kid that I just blocked it all out. And I did such a good job of blocking it all out that I didn't realize that I actually had these things that I was like so wanting. You know, you read all these books and you see TV shows and you're like, man, it would be so cool if I could connect that way with the world. And I actually had it. I just chopped it off and going back. So I just started reopening things in January. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so I ended up, I found like an old book that I had like written this story in middle school, ninth grade area. And it was all channeled. Like I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, this is channeled. This is not like, this is so cool. It's like got ancient alien theory in it. And like well, some amazing. of my past lives that have been shown to me. I'm like, oh, wow. So cool. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Oh, I'm I'm super happy that you're reconnecting with that because there I know a lot of people who you know who did have those kinds of experiences, but they never end up opening back up to them. They just stay shut down. So that's awesome that you're reconnecting. And any of anyone who's out there listening, uh, if you have any memories of that of like imaginary friends or things that you kind of pushed away and were told were just imagination and weren't worth your time, you know, maybe now's the time to reflect and think, hey, is that something that could contribute to my life that I want to reevaluate and rediscover? 
And thinking about it now, that was the, a scary one where I started kind of to shut down my gifts and I shortly thereafter started kind of medicating. Prior to that as a kid, like there was plenty of other times where it wasn't scary. Uh, but th that's not the first place I went when we started talking about this. But I remember there was a lot of other things uh, growing up. But the childhood uh, imaginary friends kind of reminded me. Except me and my one friend, Scott, it wasn't just that we would um, have imaginary friends. We would actually, our beings would change spots and I would be where he was and he would be where I was. And my mom always thought I was uh, just pretending to be my friend Scott, but we were actually kind of like switching places for a little bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were doing stuff like that. And it's like, oh, but as a parent, um, you're like, well, that's just in your head. Or that's cute. Look how they're pretending to be their friend. No, no, we switched places because it was like we were getting bored, you know, and we want to. <laughs> <laughs> and no one told me you couldn't. No one told me that yeah, was impossible. No one told us that we couldn't. And it was like when a, a very dear friend that had then moved uh, from Cleveland to Chicago and, uh, we still were close, even though we didn't get to talk much. So kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm thinking back again, that, that was not my first experience actually seeing spirit. That was my first, like, since I begun on this path, but I remember one instance in particular. And back then I, I thought what I, what me and my friends saw was physical, but we were on Peely Island and it's a uh, southernmost point in Canada and Lake Erie. It's one of the Lake Erie islands, but in Canadian waters. And uh, my family's had a cottage up there since my parents were younger. And uh, it's been a magical place for me and my family and friends, uh, you know, ever since I was a baby, basically we've been going up there during the summers. And um, one of my uh, best friends in childhood, and I were up there sitting around a fire. And I think at this particular moment, like my parents were inside, we we're still really young, but I, for some reason we were by ourselves out at the fire. And um, I remember we were watching and this beautiful, oh, now the way I, th I thought it was some kind of wild, exotic, like bioluminescent insect, but it was this giant thing. I mean, about like the, like, three times the length of my arm and had this like uh, head on it and this, these like three beautiful tails and it was like all these different colors, but it just came up for like this flash and then it was gone. Me and my friend looked at each other and were like, what the hell was that bug? What was that insect that just flew by? We, and we had no, but, but thinking back on it now, I know that was some kind of spiritual being and I've actually seen those beings since then uh, now that I'm able to open up my site. And so I have a little more of an explanation of what they are. <laughs> what are they? Because oh, my sister and I, my family, we would go up to Canada and Niagara Falls and camp there all the time. And I'd be like, I am the earth goddess and pre pretend like I was so connected. But we'd see those too. We called them angel moths. We had angel no idea moths. what they were. Great word for them. That's a great <laughs> word. For so it was actually my angels that explained to me sort of what they are. Now I didn't get like a really in-depth, like scientific, like this is the spiritual species name or anything. But the way they described it to me is these beings are, um, they are uh, attracted to joyful energy. And um, so whatever, you know, whatever they are specifically, I'm not sure, but they hang out around like joyful energy and they just kind of like love to bask in that sort of energy. So that's why we sometimes see them around us, but um, they're like more prevalent in search. Of, they seem to hang out around the lake. I don't know why yeah. that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> very cool we have nanette uh sharing something with us too that she knows that she had an imaginary friend that she had for a few years but her baby brother that it was her baby brother who passed away and she would take uh her other brother to teleport to friendly ghost land through our closet so oh. kind of like uh, the journey to narnia uh, going yeah, yeah. The portal. and uh, th that's fun and then uh yvette was just saying that that's awesome so thanks for the feedback we love your contribution to the conversation very cool 
I have never seen a spiritual moth, but it doesn't surprise me. There's all kinds of like things that I just perceive as energy outlays where I can look and I, that's how I first started seeing uh, spirit a lot would be, I would just see like the outline of like an energy field, like you might see a bubble of an aura and I would know something was there, but then I would have to just kind of center in and then I would just have the awareness of what it was without necessarily fully seeing it. But I would see that very often as a, a child. And that's something you can very easily practice to, wrap this into how to develop psychic abilities, just sitting with a very soft gaze with a little bit of dim light in your room or whatnot, you may start to see the outlines of different spirit beings and different things to start just honing in on your own awareness. And sometimes people will see almost like the air is alive with these little particles that move through it. Oh, the sparkles. <laughs> the sparkles, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, I always hold my breath when that happened because I didn't know what it was. I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> I, I I remember when I first started to notice that was looking up at the sky. Like I, I see, uh, like it's almost like there are all these microscopic organisms just all over the place. But it's when I have kind of a soft gaze looking up at the open like blue sky. Uh, but and that, but that was you know uh, that was when I before I started to really develop my ability to see spirit. And back then I was just kind of like. Are these bacteria inside of my eyeballs or what's going on right now? So, <laughs> yeah. so I can see how and that's where, you know, a lot of people um, never end up developing psychic abilities that have a lot of potential for this kind of thing because they have an experience like that. And again, they, they've never been taught or have no sort of uh, uh, explanation in their mind for it. They've never been taught about it. So they just kind of shut down and go, I was just making that up or that was weird. And then they move on instead of, asking, you know, well, what can this, you know, you know, you're better with the questions than I am, but how can I expand upon this? How can this be a contribution? How can I learn more about this and make this into something that I can use to contribute to myself and others? What energy could I be and what choices could I make to take this ability and create the greatest possibility for myself in the world with total ease? Would be <laughs> a good question to ask. <laughs> But um, but now so you know uh, we all we all uh, started out having these experiences and some were some freaked out or whatever. But I think we've all come sort of a long way and are now consciously using our abilities, um, and and we can do that like uh, Mary and I are doing and, and Hank, um, we we channel messages from spirit for ourselves and others. Uh, but one thing I wanted to touch on was just how beautiful your experience can be um, just to enjoy your, using your psychic abilities without needing to accomplish anything. Um, like for example, last night, um, I was asking that question, how does it get any better than this? This is what I kind of started to talk about when we first started this. And um, my angel guides were around me and uh, they're like, they're like, how does he get any better than this? Okay, well, have you ever cuddled with an angel before? And I'm like, I don't know if we've done that. So they came <laughs> to bed with me, and, and I was cuddling with four angels. And and then I asked, how does it get any better than this? And then the one angel that works with fire uh, started to use fire to put on this like lights show above us. And I'm just sitting there in bed, you know, before I would normally just be thinking about nonsense or whatever about the day and i'm sitting there cuddling with these angels and watching this like fire light show in the sky above my room and Actually, uh, another question just came through to ask like what 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 could i be to see the magic that's around me right now mm. yeah <laughs> sorry I, I was gonna lose it if i if i did say it right there <laughs> no yeah that's a great question <laughs> what would but, it take uh, to see the magic but yeah, I mean, there is, there's there's tons of magic happening around us all the time. And if we take the time to learn to start to tune into that, I mean, uh, people talk about like 
I hear people say the word mundane reality in terms of like the physical reality versus spiritual worlds. And I think the reason why people sometimes use that term mundane, which I don't necessarily like, cause I don't think it is. <laughs> um, but uh, they use that because the spiritual realm, if you're, if, if you've never, if you're just starting to open up to it and you're learning to perceive, feel it, see it, whatever way it comes through, it really is like blindingly beautiful. Uh, even to this day, it's still in incredibly beautiful. And every time I open up my site, I just am filled with like, such an overwhelming sensation of joy. I think one of the resistances people might have to developing their gifts, not think I'm getting this clearly to say for somebody, um, that, that when you see people doing reading work and healing work, there's like, well, I don't want the responsibility, the accountability of needing to do that. And you don't have to develop that gift and that ability to perceive spirit for anybody other than you. Uh, so that that's really, you know, do it for yourself and you can choose later, you know, how you want to share that gift with the world or not share the gift with the world. Hi, Terry. I will message you afterwards. Uh, I, I think you're with fellowships. I'm, I'm happy to share that with you regarding the platform and I'll send you a link for it. And then we have Faith uh, uh, coming in saying she catches a glimpse of something out of the corner of her eye every now and then. But more commonly, I feel pressure on the back or a back of or back or arm as if somebody has placed their hand on me definitely interested in developing it further and whenever you feel pressure like if you feel like something going on on your face or in your body you could also ask the question what am i aware of that my body's acknowledging for me because oftentimes us the being has an awareness and part of us says i don't want to know that and just because we don't want to know that doesn't mean the body's not going to acknowledge that and that where this where impacts impasse a lot because they're aware of so much and instead of uh, being in the space of being the hollow bone and letting that flow through them now they're they're kind of engaging with the energy a little bit more and it can experience it uh, you can experience it as uh, different things like that uh, before i bring up the next comment any other things on i'll bring that up again if either of you want to chime in on, on uh, this comment for faith like a reading like, no, not reading, but I mean, if you okay. have any inspiration, there's no rules that I guess you could do a reading. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, uh, yeah, and again, uh, validating it. And if you know, so you're getting those sensations of the pressure, or um, or like you see something out of the corner of your eye when you see that in your mind, validate that as you know, okay, that was spirit I was feeling, seeing, and thank you, thank you so much for that, giving that gratitude. Uh, and, and placing the attention on it or writing it down, taking some kind of physical action, actually writing about the experience, and then even telling others who are open and you're comfortable with sharing. Um, you're doing a lot of things to send signals to your subconscious and to spirit that that information is important. And the more you do that, the more of that information you'll receive. And what starts out as a little glimpse out of the corner of your eye will expand into becoming like a full seeing of spirit. If you just continue to place more and more attention on that and allow it to slowly develop through gratitude and awareness. And I also want to yeah. add. Uh, and one of the things too, when you start. Oh, good. go ahead. Um, go for it. Your thoughts. No, a lot of what you guys are thinking, um, you're actually, you probably are talking to spirit in your mind. Um, I had no idea. Like my thought, I thought I was just like 8,000 things going on in my head. But once I actually sat down with somebody and started learning, um, specifically with mediumship, I learned that like 80 to 90% <laughs> of the stuff in my head wasn't even mine. It was spirit talking to me, other people's things, talking to me, other people's bodies were talking to me to tell me what they wanted. And all this time I thought it was just me. So now it's been so quiet, yeah. knowing and being able to acknowledge and doing exactly what Casey said. Thank you. Thank you so much for showing me all this stuff. So 
Yeah, that's a really important comment too, because if you're having a dialogue in your head, you're having it with someone other than yourself. <laughs> like when it's just you, it's just like, it's just a, a flow of knowing, right? And, but if you, if you start having a dialogue, well, well who is that? It wasn't until my first foundation <laughs> class with Heather where we did this exercise and I had always like had this dialogue going in my head ever since well, maybe at three, since third grade, I had a spirit with me that was constantly and I just thought it was like um, somebody in spirit that but it was actually like with me all the time and have going through this experience in foundation, I let go of all that. And I actually had the first time in my life then where I had a real conscious knowing, wow, this is what silence feels like. And I had meditated, but I had never had this degree of just like peace and calm. It's like, wow. What do you do? A, it took me a lot. It was during the ES of whatever Jane's thing is that they play, the energetic synthesis of being that, that little guided meditation type thing. Yeah. That's when I had the experience with it. And me and that one spirit said, bye-bye, and you're, I'm not here for you. And then it was just like I settled into this new silence. And I was there with Ryan and Deanna, uh, and I, I was able to share that with them at lunch because when I came out of it, I was just crying. Like I just had these tears coming down my eyes because it was like the spirit that I had been with for so long. And then I had this just sense of joy. And then I laughed for like 20 20 minutes straight and <laughs> was laughing with me and then I just stopped and Heather looks and she smiles and she's like well some people got a little bit more out of that than others <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing yeah <laughs> um I well this is sort of going sidetracked uh uh um and I know that we do experience um energy, spirit, uh, those of us who aren't aware or, or think that we're aware of our psychic abilities, um, we're experiencing more than we're typically aware of. Again, I always guide people through the sort of exercise of, you know, okay, if you, for those who can't communicate with their guides or see spirit or whatever, if you could just imagine right now what it would be like if you could communicate with them, what would that be like? And then people give all this detailed explanation. Um, but then tying to what like Hank was saying, that moment of silence, um, I had, I've had i been watching for, even, even after developing more of my psychic abilities, could communicate with my guides and stuff. I never had a true experience of this like total silence that all these gurus and guides and, uh, and uh, spiritual teachers that I were listening to were talking about. And I remember I was watching some guy on YouTube give a talk about you know, oneness and consciousness and all this. I sort of think this, this guy's full of crap. He doesn't know what he's talking about, man. There's nothing to any of this silent stuff. And, and, and I started to get really frustrated. And then I went and watched one more video where this guy was talking about his story of like what initially sort of like snapped within him to break identification with the thought for him. And he shared his story. And then I realized the thought that he shared that he had had that initially like broke that identification. I'd had similar thoughts to that. And then that kind of happened for me. And same thing, there was this, I experienced that silence step back and for the first time was not identified with the thought stream whatsoever. And the thought, nothing, no emotions, no thoughts were coming. And then just laughter. I was in my room and I was living with my parents at the time. I just was laughing out loud, like, like I was a little kid again, just for like an hour straight. And then some, the mind would come in a little bit for a second and go, why are you laughing? And I had no idea. <laughs> But it was amazing. So yeah, yeah. That's whether you know whether or not you've got a spirit you're dealing with that's causing the mental chatter, or if you just ha have a lot of internal dialogue or whatever. Um, discovering that silence is a beautiful experience that will then allow you to really develop your psychic abilities. Yeah. I think during the shaman apprenticeship program, uh, it's not something that's normally included. But if you ask the right questions, they might do it. But ask them uh, in class randomly one day. Oh, can you tell us anything about the Bushman? 
and it's a very specific tradition from Africa where they have like this um, uh, uncontrollable laughter that comes over them, and oh, it's, yeah. it's just awesome. We gotta uh, try to get them to pull it out when it's not really appropriate for the class. But you know, if you, if you ask him a question, it doesn't matter. He'll go wherever it needs to go. <laughs> uh, we had Elizabeth sharing with us too that soften soften gaze and seeing openings, tubes in the sky, information comes through, or travel using them. Very, oh, yeah. So, like, meaning that if you have those little tubes in the sky, you could actually, um, whether if you want to use like something similar to astral projection, like use those as portals to go to other realms, maybe in journey space. Oh, I never tried that, huh? Yeah. That'd, that'd be interesting to experiment with. Although, I usually am outside and standing upright, so I don't know if I'd have to like, through while I'm walking down the street. <laughs> well, what are they, if I'm on the beach laying down and hanging out, that would be something to try. Yeah, oh, that's always because I, I get spirit coming through with tones a lot granted them the sonic shaman so i guess just vibration and that comes through to easily to me and i'll be driving and i'll hear like one tone that i know that if i could just settle in i'm out it's like why does it come when i'm driving no, I can't just go. you're <laughs> but, nice and relaxed and meditative oh, yeah. when you're driving yeah, it, ha it, happens, it happens a lot so maybe i you know i'll try that not try i will do it i, I fall asleep i'll just like imagine like i'm driving and then i'll wait for the toad and then i'll just fall into it <laughs> or get a Tesla. <laughs> get a Tesla. There you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I've seen some odd reports, but I guess some people are doing some uh, weird shenanigans when some of those accidents happen. So maybe they're they're better than they are portrayed to be right now. Cool. But if you're just joining us, or if you've been with us since the beginning, we're talking about psychic awareness. I'm kind of sharing a lot of stories, and as these stories come up, uh, sharing maybe how uh, different tools and tricks of how you can uh, settle in and become aware of your own psychic abilities. But if you like to uh, make a comment, uh, you're welcome to do so, and we'll speak to it. Elizabeth just um, said, too, it just happens, intention of who, what is here. I'm not sure if you're referring to the... The tubes just happen for you. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I think she's saying that um, uh, when she's looking at those tubes, it just happens that she kind of gets sucked through them and then is off traveling. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Cool. What I got from that. Whatever your experience is, the, the thing, couple things to do is ask your, yourself, does it feel light for me to interact with that? Because the, there's this binary code of the universe of heavy and light that goes back from shamanism, kucha and sami, to access consciousness, actually calling it heavy and light. But you, you start to have this binary dialogue with the universe. And if you're having an awareness of something, you're going to ask, well, does this feel light uh, for me? Is this going to create possibility in my life? And Speaking of light. As your Geiger counter to... Um, <laughs> to pick things or not pick things that you want to play with. And then if it is for you to play with, then the question would be, well, what could I be and what could I do here to have the greatest experience possible with what I'm being aware of? And she was saying, yeah, tubes connecting to journeying. And there's an infinite number of possibilities and journey space of different realms and experiences that you could go to. Oh, yes, there are. And that is a beautiful way to uh, begin to develop a real dialogue with spirit because sometimes... Um, and it's, I guide people on shamanic, I teach people to do shamanic journeying. And um, sometimes people with no experience with communicating with their spirit guides or anything spiritual at all, maybe they're just, they only have had an interest in general meditation, but I'm able to bring them into the space where they're traveling through the realms of spirit, even if they're not having like, you know, going from place to place and flying around they're at least like on a beach or something where they're laying on the table physically, but they're on a beautiful beach in the realms of spirit. And, um, and, but then I can guide people on these experiences where they meet with their guides because they're communicating, having these healing experiences. And then I even tell them when they're in the journey, I give them the suggestion that you can communicate with spirit in this way, 
when you're not in the journey space, when you're awake with your eyes open, if you want to and you're ready, you can communicate with your guides because they're always around you. And then I bring people out of that and then I'll guide them. You know, do you feel called to talk to your guides? I say, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so then I sort of guide them to communicate with them and say, they're like, yeah, no, I can't see them here. This is totally different. You know, people have that mental block of like, well, I'm in the physical, so I can't experience anything other than the physical because whatever, that's the way they've been indoctrinated. But um, but so learning to get accustomed to the journey space and sort of normalizing the experience of traveling through the realms of spirit and communicating with spiritual beings can then slowly start to shift the paradigm and bring you into a space where you're ready to have those experiences while you're in your waking state, while you're experiencing physical reality. Absolutely. Giving and yourself permission. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a big thing. And then also just showing up because a lot of the stuff that we are aware of, um, if you are buying in with the model of efficiency from the corporate world and just um, being like an autopilot, just, you know, go to work, get this shit done, get go home, get what you need to get done. And you're not even showing up for your experience. We're missing out on all this magic that's right in front of us. And not because it's not there, just because we're so busy being the worker bee uh, and, and being in these routines that just are not a contribution at all to us. And Bethany is chiming in saying, hi guys, you're all awesome. Thank Bethany for showing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. And I did just post a link, if you're watching on, on Facebook, if you take a moment, go to our YouTube channel, uh, take a moment to like and subscribe to it there as well. That's gonna, definitely gonna help us out and uh, make our videos more accessible to people because uh, YouTube will say, hey, people really like this. So if you give a thumbs up, subscribe to our channel, it's gonna help our content reach a lot more people. So you can be a contribution to us if you like to take a moment and uh, do that for us. So thank you in advance. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and I, we were talking about the driving thing a little bit ago and it always seems like um, uh, my spirits, my spirit guides like to make themselves like really present and apparent when I'm driving. And um, so oftentimes, and like you were just saying, we, we have this sort of mundane experience of reality and aren't experiencing the spiritual just because we're too busy. But uh, like for when you do start to open up, like the magic starts to carry over into everything. Maybe not in the moments when you're really focused on getting some sort of work done or something, but like when I'm driving, um, I'll just notice, okay, one of my guides is sitting in the seat next to me. The rest are hanging out in, in the back space of the car. One's on top and they're like, hey, do you want to <laughs> sing? And then we all just start singing these songs together in the language of the angels and all that. And the and so, you know, what would normally just be someone sitting there driving on their way to work, for me, it's this magical experience singing with a bunch of angels. So, oh, so, so, so developing your psychic abilities adds so much magic to your life. And, and like, like Hank was saying, you don't necessarily have to develop these abilities to help heal or channel messages for people. Just do it for the joy in your own life to develop more joy. That's really what it's about. If really, if you were that in if tuned in with everything you could be aware of, like how much more possibility would be in your life because you're noticing the things that spirits are, are guiding you to that are going to enrich what your experience is. So even if it's a self-first thing, you know, you're, you're doing it for you so that you can have the greatest potential experience uh, that you can. So do it for you. You deserve it. Yes, I also want to add to, like, um, you guys have this beautiful way of wording things. And <laughs> so, like, for me, I found that a lot of times when I get really, because I'm not a frustrated person normally, you know, I'm like, ah! but when I get, like, really frustrated out of nowhere, a lot of times it's my guides, like, I have an Andromedan who gets really pissed at me when I'm not listening. So <laughs> then I get really angry because then, like, oh, so 
if you're feeling that, like, come out of nowhere, maybe it's a time to, like, stop and pause and then ask one of those questions that Hank and you guys ask all the time, like, what is here? What are you trying to tell me? Who's here? What am I missing? What should I be doing instead? <laughs> the thing. Yeah. And then instantly it'll be like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be doing something completely different over here. And then later on, it's always like some kind of weird thing that was going to occur over here. And if I would have been a part of it, it would have been like, not good. <laughs> yeah. part of what you just said, the, the most important thing is you take a stop and pause. Like even if you're not uh, skilled yet or uh, don't have as much confidence in asking the questions, just taking a step back and pausing is 90% of the battle because you're taking yourself out of autopilot. In, in access, we call those the Beckhamics. It's the autopilot that you yeah. created to do all the mundane things that were boring for you that you didn't want to do and all that stuff. So taking yourself out of that space and just getting in the energy of responding instead of reacting, that in and of itself, even with no question, will start to shift your entire experience. Because a lot of the things that we do, we're starting to analyze ourselves after the fact, like, wow, that's so not me. Why did I do that? It's because you were reacting instead of responding. And if you were just to shift that one little energy, it's going to start to shift a lot. Um, Ashley Rose was sharing that it's important to create safety, trust within yourself, and confidence. She's and my teacher. She, she's the she's one that teacher. started opening me up oh, very in cool. January. And uh, she's bringing up, we did a whole thing on uh, plant medicine yesterday, actually, but the very first step in the medicine journey, natives honor the pipe, is the pipe. It's slowing down, going into the silence, prayer, and get curious. That brings up Casey's, one of his favorite little things, curious awareness. Yes, yes. <laughs> and any of this stuff, become curiously aware of whatever it is you're experiencing in the moment. And that kind of same kind of curious awareness we experience when we're a kid and we see something beautiful, like a waterfall for the first time with no judgment. You've never seen anything like this before. Just that, wow, look at that. With that same kind of, you know, what not really thinking what is that, but just so intent. Like, that's amazing. Having the raw, beautiful experience of it with that curious awareness. And, and bringing that... Yeah, and, bring, yeah. <laughs> and bringing that energy in, into all of this is, uh, you know, that that will... Um, uh, uh, I don't know what I don't know what cultivate. I'm trying to say here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's the word. Like I'm this is why we have that third... kind of stuff, you know, with his thought things, his thought <laughs> things. He'd go into that curious play state of a child, and then that's when, boom, he'd get all his ideas. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, and, and children are just willing to receive. They are a sponge. They are demanding attention from everyone and everything around them, and so like uh, they're and they just want to receive it all. Yeah, that was uh, the book, The Joy of Business, is um, she's talking about receiving a lot. And um, uh, so that, that's, that was really cool to hear her experience of how she never really was open to receiving like anything. She was just give, give, give without being willing to receive. So yeah, well, a big part of learning to develop your psychic abilities is like, are you willing to receive that right now? Are you in the space where you're open to receiving uh, without, you know, judging yourself that you're not willing or whatever judgment you might have around that? Yeah. And Ashley was uh, also sharing child curiosity and children are so connected and she even lets children run her classes. Outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> that's, awesome. that's one thing, uh, Casey, you don't know about it yet, but with access, like children, anybody yeah, under yeah. 16, access all the classes are 100% free because Gary Douglas says children are the ones that are going to fix this world. Uh, oh, that's awesome. That are going to be rising up and, and making choices that are going to shift our reality. And it's so important that any access class is free for children 16 and under. And then if you're 16 to 18, it's half price. Uh, so it's oh, uh, just a great testament. Access is aware of uh, how potent children are and their gift. And 
for a kid to run bars, for example, takes maybe 10 minutes. For an adult to do it, it's like 90 minutes because they have no fewer <laughs> judgments about what they're doing. And they can um, just do it like that. So it was a friend of mine a couple of years ago. Um, I was over at his house and he has, uh, uh, well, I, they're older now. I, maybe this is longer than a couple of years ago. I don't know how long ago this was. Um, but anyway, I'm over there and uh, his kids were around hanging out. They were, they were younger. And um, I just, I don't know why, but I started, I was, I think, showing my friend uh, a few techniques with energy. Like we, I was showing him how to like form a ball of chi and all this. And then his kids got really interested and they just started playing with all this stuff. And I like for my friend who's, you know, uh, older than I am, he was sitting there like really like intently focusing and he was doing a good job, but it took a lot of like me explaining and like, and I'm, and I can see energetically what he's doing. So like the energy's kind of all over the place and he's like just barely starting to get a hang on the focus. And then his kids come over and they're like, Oh, what if I do this? And then all of a sudden they've got this like really complex energy pattern and they're just tossing energy balls at me and doing all this stuff. And I haven't even given them an explanation of how to do it. They're just like, we're in the energy of it. And then we're learning all this stuff. And then, um, and then like I saw them a week later and they were like, Hey, what does my energy look like when I do this? And then uh, they're like, I saw these like wavy things and aura and i was like are you trying to make your aura look like all wavy and spiky and they're like yeah it's like this anime character and i'm like oh, that's awesome. and um so yeah but like it just goes to show that no one ever told those kids that that stuff is not possible or at least they haven't been programmed as much that that stuff's not possible so they're just they're right right there and able to do it with ease and effort i have a, a children's story too when we were in florida we were uh, staying on the beach and they wanted to go out with the, i think they're called boogie boards i don't know the right term but they're these little boards that you can kind of belly surf on the waves yeah this day there there weren't really that many waves and my son comes up and says daddy can you ask the ocean to bring more waves and i'm like well we we can ask together if you want i can walk you through a ceremony introduce yourself to the ocean and then ask yourself and so I had all the kids sitting there with the little shells going through like a little ceremony, introducing themselves just like we would do with a kintu. And then they go, and they throw the, uh, the shells in and they say, Mama Kocha, please give us more waves. And no, no joke, like within five minutes, we were getting these much bigger waves and they were having a blast. And you hear them running and going, thank you, Mama Kocha. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. That's so awesome. We did something similar in San Diego. We, um, I had a friend and we walked in the middle of the night and kind of did that with the ocean and the waves started coming in and I'm like, I'm the one, I'm in. But really, the, the reason this works so effortlessly for children is that they have no point of view and they haven't been taught as much anyway that it can't happen or that it won't happen. And with my kids, and I know Mary does the same thing with hers, uh, we're encouraging the development. Like we'll be sitting and watching the cars go by and I'll ask them like, okay, what color car is gonna come next? Or if you're about to open up an elevator, like, okay, which one's gonna come first? And I'm like, I don't guess, like you're, you're know that you know that you know, tell me which one will open next and getting them in a kind of a rhythm of accessing that. And uh, to the point to my own detriment where we put a password on the, the switch machine and my son Oliver just sits down and he's like, oh, there's a password now. And he's just like, doo, 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 doo. and it just opens. I'm like, really? That <laughs> I paid. It was like a random one Nintendo set. And I'm like, oh, oh man, this is, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really pleased that they're developing it, but so, sometimes it's to my own detriment. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, I love to hear that. And, I, you know, th that's the thing is there's so many of us that grew up that were not only not encouraged to develop our abilities, but we're actively discouraged. Um, so I think it's I, I just I, I'm filled with so much joy and hope to hear stories 
uh, about like you, Hank, who are actually encouraging the development of that stuff in their children. So that makes me so happy. It gives me so much hope. And for Faith, we have a, a, a question of, of talking a little bit more about energy. I would love for you guys to talk more about energy. I've just started practicing Reiki and I've got my first attunement, but I have the suspicion that I'm doing more than basic Reiki. You mm. are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a Reiki all it is is like um, if you think of your body like a guitar and you have like a, an infinite number of strings, really, all Reiki does is go in and it plings one of those strings and reminds you about that one frequency. That's what an attunement does. But there's like these little resonances that happen. So like once you have an openness to receive that attunement, however open you are to receiving, it can uh, ripple out and, and cause a, a lot more awakening than than uh, you paid for for the class, which is great. Now, I remember my experience was the opposite. I had I, I'd been spirit taught how to, and I just sort of remembered through past life training and all that, how to heal and, and work with energy in a much more advanced way than Reiki teaches. But I'd heard, now, and I, at the time, the only form of energy healing that I was really aware of that you could go and get trained in was Reiki and I'd heard people talk about it and they're like, it's amazing. And so I went and I found a Reiki practitioner and I was like, oh, cool, I'm gonna pay for it. And then like, you know, I'll learn even more. And then I'll also have a piece of paper which says I can do this, which is beneficial. So I went and uh, got the training and I and she's telling me about this and stuff and it's all kind of like really basic stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, can I feel your energy before we get started? She goes, yeah, yeah, I can. So she puts her hands on me and starts channeling Reiki. And I, I just feel this kind of, really super gentle, subtle flow of energy. And uh, I was like, okay, but it does more than that, right? She goes, well, no, that's Reiki. And I'm like, the first time I ever intuitively healed someone, I was doing like 15 times more than what you're doing right now. And um, she's like, yeah, that's it. So, so that, I still wasn't, at this point I was like, okay, I'll, so I went through with it. And I thought, you know, maybe she's just not the most skilled Reiki practitioner. That's a possibility. So I found someone else, completely different person who was on top of Reiki practitioner. Like, uh, I don't know what she did. She like worked in psychology and like did all this other stuff. So like, you know, really well accomplished woman and um, got Reiki from her and same thing, just well, super. <laughs> There's a reason for this. Now there, there's over 400 <laughs> different types of Reiki nowadays. Like if you, I actually, Spirit told me one day before I taught Reiki, because I, I had learned it and I was about to teach it. And it's like, before you do that, you got to go out and make a list of all the different Reikis that are out there. And I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. And no joke, I had a spreadsheet and I had like 400 things in there. And then Spirit says, you know, uh, now you can stop. And it said that all 40, 400 of these are legitimately Reiki. All 400 are what they say they are. And all 400 are a limitation. And then mm. they gave us a teach no limit. And uh, so Reiki, like the way Dr. Izui originally taught it, there was no attunement process. Uh, he went up on a mountain where that energy was at naturally present. And one reason when I teach it, I take people out into nature and I find an energetic hotspot where the energy, the waka, the eye to the, the upper world is naturally present, just like on the mountain where he went and do the attunements where the energy is naturally present. And then the other thing is that it, it's about there's no protocol the way he originally taught it. Like you would stand and you would get a hit on what that person needs. You do the protocol if you don't get a hit. And then it's really more like what energy does this person need to facilitate the healing? God guided was, it, it, it could be any energy. Today it could be this, tomorrow it could be that, but you're in the allowance of whatever the energy is. And and But the way that it's kind of disseminated through all the different facilitators is that, oh, this is what I taught it was, so that's how I'm teaching it. And they're teaching like one flavor of the 52 Baskin-Robin flavors. 
And that's yeah. like you have 400 different kinds and all 400 are Reiki, but all 400 are slight variations of what a person truly knows is in their heart is what it is, but it's a limitation. So um, if you just had your first Reiki to him and ask spirit uh, to say, you know, as you go through uh, falling asleep, say, hey, Dr. Azui, come here. Come here, Dr. <laughs> like, do what you do to me. Like, you know, if you were alive today, come do what you do. Uh, and, and that would be a really, yeah, Mike, we do need to do the next one. I promise people art and master, and I haven't done it yet. We'll definitely plan that. Um, but ask Dr. Zhu to come. And that's one of the things I do with my attunements. I, I do it with, in class the way that we were taught to do the attunements so people get that. But I also just bring in, Yari, Hatanuma, Dr. Azui, Ompi, Ompi, Ompi. And I bring his energy into my mesa. And then I do a Pakui. You know, I bring all the energy, all the Reiki masters of all time in. And I, this is how I do it at the hot spot. I bring it into my mesa and then I pakui it down through the crown of their head, like all the Reiki masters, the totality of all the lineages of Reiki. Vroom, that, that's my Reiki one class. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do it like the traditional way. I don't even open the manual, but feel how that feels and just ask Dr. Zui to come and have, um, you know, teach you what he can teach you. Hmm. Say, like, there's so many different, we're all different. Like we all have our own light codes, our own patterns. So the way that we connect with the energy is going to have our own little signature, our own little blueprint on it. So it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. Um, I'm a Reiki master and uh, ART certified as well. And my first experience with a Reiki attunement, I was a nurse, an RN working in an ICU step down unit. And I was already pretty keyed in to things intuitively without realizing I was, but that like totally blew open everything for me. So like the hospital has a shit ton of spirits going on from everybody that's been sick, everything they pulled in with them in order to be sick. So I was like having a major overwhelm, almost panic anxiety attacks over these things that I didn't even know what was going on. It was like hard for me to function at first when I didn't know what was going on. And it turned into more of a medical intuition thing. Um, so I would be just just being after a Reiki attunement, you kind of are like a walking Reiki energy. Mm-hmm. You don't have to actually be like sitting down to do, although that gives you a lot more when you're doing a Reiki session like that. But um, yeah, so I was going around and, and connecting into everybody else's energy so much that I'd know things in advance and that helps like reconnect me back into the natural um, intuitive abilities, psychic abilities I had. So my name for a while was the black cloud because <laughs> I'd walk past somebody's room <laughs> and I would know that they were crashing. So I'd go in to check on them and end up calling a rapid response on people that oh. weren't even my patients. <laughs> so people <laughs> saw me coming in and they're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's here tonight. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you made them work, earn their paycheck a little bit more, huh? Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, what would have happened if I wasn't there? So I don't know if that's more of uh, what you were meaning, like that kind of experience, because that definitely led me into um, the medical mediumship, which, again, I didn't even know I was doing until January. <laughs> Medical medium, I like that. And one thing too, when if with the Reiki attunements, one thing I need to just put out there to dial back one step is that when you're when you're doing an energy work with someone like that, you're gifting them only what they're willing and able to receive. And so, um, also like um, because I, I I just got the sense somebody's watching was just like, wow, that could just like totally blast somebody, and I like they you know 
put them way overload on sensitivity. Not the case because spirit, you, you have a lot of spirit support and you're only going to get what you're going to be able to receive and deal with. Uh, oh, and uh, just to throw that, Ashley was just saying that she loves the energy of your readings and what you're being when you're doing your healing. And she also uh, did a shout out for your artwork a little bit further up. I'd have to go find the comment, but Mary does this amazing artwork. You got to stop by the center when it's open and uh, take a look at it. It's but definitely spirit guided. <laughs> Faith was saying she had a unique attunement experience where she saw a shocking negative images. Everyone else in my group felt hugs and saw pretty colors, and I was told it sounded like a soul retrieval. Had no idea what that was. My first hint, something more was happening. Maybe Akashic Records. Yeah, could, Maybe you tapped into your Akashic Records. Or if there's part of you that didn't have Reiki on, uh, that the, in order for that to get resonated, there were parts of you fragmented in other time and space. It's possible, like anything's possible with that. Uh, but if you ever find things that you're perceiving as negative, that's really the only true Satan seeing anything as negative. If you have scary images show up, uh, a great tool would be, well, what's right about this I'm not getting? Uh, what contribution does ha having this awareness have for me right now? And putting it in that context, what healing does it have for me? You can have a very scary image or experience and still walk away with the healing and the light from it. Hmm. So. Yeah, and that's this one. I, I don't know why this is coming through, but uh, I know like when people have it, we were talking about plant medicine yesterday, and one of the ones that came up was uh, like uh, ayahuasca journeys. And um, so a lot of people will have visions of like things that are, would seem really horrifying to a lot of people, like just like all kinds of like spiders and like snakes and otherworldly beings that seem almost like demonic and things. People say like, well, what's spiritual about that? You know, and I've had that even even not talking about psychedelics. You know, we people talk about uh, you know like having experience uh, like you know negative what people perceive to be negative spiritual experiences. So, well, how is that spiritual? Well, spirit spiritual doesn't necessarily mean all light and fluffy and rainbows and hugs all the time. Um, the realms of spirit are just as complex, in fact, infinitely more complex than the physical realm. So, just like there are uh, pleasant, happy. Um, you know, people on earth that are here to help uh, everyone around them and just want to be a positive influence on people. There are um, spiritual beings who want to help and heal and are here to assist us. And then just like there are human beings who are greedy and looking to corrupt others for their own personal gain, etc. There are spiritual beings trying to do the same thing. <laughs> um, uh, but in truth, uh, those aren't those aren't good and evil uh, unless we perceive them to be good and evil and we place that judgment on them. They just are as they are. All these things are as they are. And that sounds like a really obvious statement, but uh, in truth, um, it's, it's kind of like one of the great paradoxes. Uh, evil exists because we perceive it and it is a part of our reality when we place that judgment on it. Uh, but at the same time, it's not real at all. So it's real in our minds, but it's not real. <laughs> so, it has the shot as a shaman being the hollow bone, I like to say you are the conductor of the symphony of the universe and in the role of the shaman to have the ability to pick up any instrument, any other aspect of divinity and just use the healing and the contribution that that being an entity have for you in that moment. It doesn't mean you have to deal with them all the time, but being in the space where you don't have the fear of dealing with any of it, uh, and then you can deal with any of it, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> Uh, let's see. There was quite a few comments. It's hard to keep up. Oh, one thing was uh, you talk about ayahuasca and she's saying she, uh, Aya can take you on. I, I, that's why I love calling her the grandma energy. It is. It's like grandma hits you with a wooden spoon. <laughs> and, and what I would say, if you are planning on doing any sort of uh, work like that, 
really go out of rigorous moral inventory of everything uh, you yourself your soul bring up as much as you can consciously uh, because and there's other medicines that um, will work a lot more with things in the subconscious first that are more uh, loving not loving they, they don't whap you in the things with the spoon you know but uh if you if you haven't done any of that work at all and you jump into something like uh grandma uh it, it, it can't feel like that because all those boulders are just going and it is very uncomfortable and it doesn't have to be you can go through and do a lot of that work in advance um and and have a much easier time of it so mm. Please, oh, I love it. Yes. And then, um, oh, thank you, Ashley. Thank you. But Faith here said uh, it wasn't entirely a negative experience. She had positive effects and she got rid of a lot of anxieties and fears. And yeah, uh, so a lot of the times the reason we have uh, like real experiences that cause us suffering or fear in the moment is that uh, it's sort of presenting to us the things that are in our field that are holding us back or are causing us dis-ease or suffering or whatever it might be. And it brings up, like we, like you said, yeah, the attunement and that experience happened. So that energy was like, okay, now's the time. Here it is. You can get rid of this and deal with it and help it to move on so it's no longer a problem. So, But we have to, it, sometimes it has to be really brought to light in a clear way uh, in order for us to be able to identify that energy in order to help it to move on. So, right. yeah. While you were talking about that, you just totally lit up green, Casey. <laughs> nice and healing. <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> as things like that come up if you can be in the space that you don't have to relive the trauma and the drama uh you can be aware of the energy and just be an allowance of it moving on and uh where we especially in the west where we get caught up is we love to dig through our shit like i can't just throw the box away man i have to open it up and look through it first and and then like you're reliving the pain and stuff like that but you could just take the box and chuck it you haven't opened it in 10 years do you really need anything that's in there no nah just throw it <laughs> just throw it out or ask the question is there anything i really need to revisit in this box and if not just chuck it and a lot of our uh, our suffering is um is self-imposed in a way because we we don't want to let go of the energy without knowing what we want to let go of but we don't need to know we can just let go right uh, there's there's another right we don't need to know we can just let go oh Wait, that's beautiful it. we don't need to know we can just let go i love it <laughs> beyond it <laughs> there's, 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 there's the call yesterday that was the plant medicine one that, that's a whole another world of um of conversation oh yeah so. yeah oh i'm seeing the comment there yeah it is yeah <laughs> well we'll do another one and now if you hop on for that we can go down those rabbit holes uh, we don't want to scare people just starting out with getting some uh, intuitive um, <laughs> things <laughs> uh -huh. and, and that, uh, we, we brought up plant medicine and, and like uh, ayahuasca and stuff like that and just know that uh, those tools are not necessary in order to have really powerful even visionary experiences like i was saying um last night i was hanging out cuddling with angels and seeing a beautiful light show in my sky of like fire created by one of my angel guides. And I didn't consume anything other than some water before bed in order to experience that. Um, that was just me, uh, you know, you know, bringing myself into the space where I'm open up to, per to perceive that. And we can all learn to do that without the assistance of any substance. Uh, we all have it built in already. We just have to learn to access what we already have and what's already out there. Yeah. I've never had any of that done any yeah. of that stuff yet so <laughs> and i'm like writing hieroglyphics without knowing what i'm doing <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
the, the other thing with that too is, um, or is oh, the Caro of Peru, they don't, they, they just do breathing exercises. So they have certain mudras where they're doing, they're pulling energy in from the lower, upper little, upper middle and lower worlds and uh, just kind of over oxygenating the system. And then it puts them into a visionary state. And they actually look at all the plant medicine as, uh, as potentially dangerous. But if you get down to the Cornadero traditions and they're all for it, though, if you are ever going to do that, the other thing I would say is have a point person be your sitter. If you are going to ever do that, it's a, uh, especially if you're going to go to Peru, make sure you have a, a real shaman. There's a lot of tourist shamans that know how to make the stuff, but they're not doing anything really energetically. They're just there for the tourists. So like, if you're going to be partaking, uh, it's really good. Have a shaman uh, sit and, and keep you energetically in a good space. Yes. A Kundalini breath work can take you. It's a specifically the breath of fire that I'm referring to, but the Carol would call it something totally different. So depending what, like if Reiki was uh, developed in Peru, it would have been called Kanchai instead of Reiki, light energy, Kanchai. right? Yeah, no. can't, maybe, maybe it would be Sami. It would be Sami or it would be Kanchai. If Dr. Uzui was a Karo Indian, it would have been called something different, you know? Because so we, we are all looking through the filters of whatever we it is that we know. So, and that's one of the things they say too, is like, don't get caught up comparing what you know to somebody else. Embrace the differences because in the differences is the gold and the differences is the magic of another little piece of what you could use for possibility. The so, fractals, yeah. they return, <laughs> they do. <laughs> <laughs> we started a little bit early today so we can go a, a little bit uh, later too i know we're coming up yeah. in an hour but we early so um, we, we can go that. for an hour and a half if we want i've, I've <laughs> if it continues <laughs> yeah, to flow conversations flowing and uh, i don't know how much time mary has i mean we just stay oh, at home so it's I'm like what right now and now it's spring break <laughs> like they're just being kids right now <laughs> <laughs> Just have to defend them uh, against my walking in and my wife working from home in the upstairs room. So, so let, let me ask both of you then, because uh, we we've been talking about sort of a little bit of our stories of how we started to develop our abilities to communicate with spirit. Um, do either of you have a story that you remember and can share about the first time you channeled some kind of message or something for another person? Well, channeling your psychic awareness, like well, whatever, me, I, I don't know. Channeling might not have been the right word, but like had an experience <laughs> of spirit that you shared with someone and they were like, oh, wow. And that resonated with them. And you realized, okay, a, this isn't. Yeah, I got oh, a funny yeah. story. Okay. I mean, it's not the first time, but I, when I finally got sober and I was going out to fellowships of the spirit to kind of create context around my gifts. And I forget if it was spiritual insight training one or two, but we were doing these little group readings. And I had no clue what I was doing. And that one of the things they said, well, if you don't get anything, just make it up and see what happens. And so I'm, I'm with my group and I tell the lady, hey, I see you growing up on a farm and you had pigtails and she's laughing, going, oh, yes, yes. And I'm thinking, wow, that's cool. I just made that up. So the, this is working. And I'm like, and you lived on a farm and there was a well, I see a well and you like throwing things down the well and she's laughing and saying, oh, yeah, that's right on. And then the next thing I saw was her holding like this wrapped bundle and it kicking and she threw it down the wall and I'm like, did you throw something alive down the well? And then she starts bawling into tears and she's going, and she hits me like really hard on the leg. And she's like, now, why would you see that? And apparently when she was little, uh, there were these rabbits that they would um, raise and they would eat them for dinner. Like it was one of the food sources on the farm. And this rabbit was like her favorite rabbit and it was on the menu for that night. And so she had gone to the well and threw it down the well to save it. And the and at that point I, I didn't know what to do with that message. And the guy the, the mentor in the group said, Now the reason this is coming up is because you have been holding on to the guilt of throwing your rabbit down the well all these years and it, it wasn't an act of 
uh, it's nothing you need to be guilty about. You were doing an act of kindness. You were doing what you felt was right. And, and there was a great healing that came of it. But that was like one of the first like actual readings I'd ever done. And it's like all this was coming through. And what I thought I was making up was a, a huge thing from her childhood that had held on for years. And it was really good to have the context. Like if you ever go get some official training, Fellowships of the Spirit's great. I went through their two-year program and it sounds like Ashley in comments uh, teaches intuitive um, work as well. Whoever feels like to you, but getting some sort of context because you might have experiences that come up that, oh, I don't know how to deal with that. And having a guide or a mentor can give you some frame, ways to reframe things for clients as you step into that space to give messages. Hmm. I'm curious about the fellowship of the spirit thing. Maybe we'll have to talk about that off air a little bit. Um, that's something that kind of has been calling out to me as you brought it up a few times. But um, so for me, I was, uh, uh, I wasn't in person. This was, uh, I was finding those. I think I mentioned it a few times when I was first discovering this stuff, I would go online and find these chat rooms where there were people talking about spiritual stuff. And it was before there was all the like information. You could just go on Facebook and find all these groups and stuff. Like none of that was there. And I was just uh, on some spiritual chat room that I found that was like, there was like Illuminati symbols on the website and everything. And it was all. So anyway, so I'm having a conversation with this one person and, um, and I was, I'm just starting, it was not that long after I had that initial experience of seeing that spirit walking over the puddle on the street. And uh, I'm talking, uh, just chatting and stuff, like trying to, uh, you know, just connect and learn a little bit more about what I'm experiencing and if other people are having these experiences. And it was me and this one guy talking, and then another person entered the chat. And the other guy had experience doing readings. I didn't at all at this point. And uh, he said, oh, there, he was talking to the other person in the chat and said, um, there's a, uh, like a man with you. Um, and I'm like getting that we, I need to like communicate with him somehow, but I'm having trouble. And, uh, all of a sudden in my head, it was just like, his name is Pete or Peter. So I typed in, I'm like, I just felt to type it. This, I think his name might be Pete or Peter. And then, um, I heard like ger German, uh, like something, something come through and what I thought was German. And I was like, I, I think I'm hearing him talking German. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense. And, um, and then something else like really specific came through. I think it was like, he was like really tall and bald or something. And I'm like, is something, I think he's like tall and bald. And uh, so she uh, goes on and like, she's silent for a little bit. And then she types and she said, my best friend from Germany, um, uh, whose name was Peter, but went by Pete just passed away a few months ago. And, uh, and she'd been like kind of feeling his presence and all that. And then we went on to continue to like channel uh, messages for it. But up until this point, I had no experience with channeling any kind of message for anyone. And that was when I, that was when things started to click, like, wow, the information that I'm accessing, the things that I'm experiencing are very, very real. And uh, that was when things were started to, all these connections started to happen after that in a very rapid way. And it was like the universe was giving me proof over it. Like that was one experience where, okay, how can I deny that I was, that that was real, right? I'd have to be an idiot to deny that. And then, um, and then, it, but still I had doubts about things for years and spirit over and over and over and over and over again, just gave me undeniable proof experience after experience to the point where I really would have to be pretty stupid <laughs> to have any doubts anymore. <laughs> That's what we talk about fellowships over the two year program. 
you have to do 70 documented readings and healings. And uh, what, what takes people to the tipping point where they've had so much validation about the message work that they're doing that it takes them from the point of, of you know, self-doubt to self-confidence. Yeah. So you just got to yeah. practice it, practice it, practice it, and you'll build that that muscle and you'll get the confidence that what you're getting, even if it's 100% wrong and they can't take it, it is exactly what they need to hear. And I had, right. I had one spirit told me, Everything you're about to say is good. They're not going to be able to take it. It's going to be 100% wrong, and you got to give, give the message anyway. And I'm like, really? And apparently someone in the audience, because I was doing public work, which I don't like doing. Now I'm doing it online, right? But uh, I, I was giving a message, and uh, the person afterwards came up to me that I, I had like zero hits on. He's like, you know, I thought about doing this. And they looked at me as a professional at the time, and this was like eight years ago. Uh, but they said, and if you have an off day, then maybe I can do it to it too, and it's okay. And, the, and really, the giving him the wrong message was actually exactly what he needed. <laughs> so oh, like really, awesome. I was just glad spirit gave me a heads up that it was going to happen. Cause it would have been probably, I would have really like, quit and gotten under a rock. <laughs> How about you, Mary? Oh, and I did post a link to Mary's uh, profile on our website. Uh, Cause I know you. Ashley's been uh, tooting your horn here saying she gives daily <laughs> readings and things. Uh, speaking of on our profile page, we don't have that you do readings. So we need to, you should just submit that to the end. It's a, it's a new thing. So. Yeah, so <laughs> yes. uh, we can update that for you if you want. And uh, Acuity has a Zoom integration and stuff, so like you can easily, you know, step into virtual readings. You know, Spirit so just hit me with this. Spirit yeah. just hit me with this, Mary. D afterwards, uh, if you have time today, do you want to trade readings? Sure. Okay. That's like fun. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very <cool>. fun. <laughs> um, my first experience was actually at the center, uh, Hank, and it led me to go find uh, Ashley, who had thrown this out there. It, it all, everything always connects when you look at it and take a step back. So I was doing a healing, uh, my first healing at the center, and at the end, I started getting messages, and they were just like really silly, and I'm like, I'm not going to say that because that's just ridiculous. We're doing a healing, and I'm not going to say any like. I don't even know where that came from, but it kept coming back over and over, like more strong in my head, and I'm like, gonna have to say it so then I said it and it was um um she had boxes like moving boxes in her car still and um her grandma was coming through and telling her to clean her room and that she had just passed four months ago and I'm like this is like really specific things and she was like oh my god I do have boxes in my car I just moved back home and oh my God, I do have to clean my room. It's a mess. And yes, my grandma just passed like four months ago. Like that, I was like, <laughs> oh. And then I also like was catching on. I had like, that was like the moment, like everything just came together because I was also picking up on like her medical things that were going on. And like, it was exact things. So it was like, Mary, <laughs> You can't just go flouncing around anymore. You got to go and learn. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to be getting this and it's going to be that strong, I might as well go and figure out and, and learn more. And then um, Ashley had posted about her group is called Unleash Your Power. Ooh. And that was like a safe place for everyone to come and play. Unleash. And you unleash, yes, you learn like it. all these things. She does like readings, mediumship. So you get to play in a bunch of other stuff in a safe space to figure out exactly what's going on and i was like with the energy of unleash, I, I see, like, letting the genie out of the bottle like yeah. 
Ash, I mean, Ashley, I don't know if, uh, um, maybe Mary, you can, or well, I guess I can look you up, but Ashley, if we're not friends on Facebook, that, that, which direction is it? That name right there, Casey McBride. <laughs> send, send me a friend request if we're not friends already. And I'm really interested in joining that group and learning more about what you teach and what you do. So, um, or maybe you can, if you maybe uh, you can send the name of the group. We can put it up as a little banner or whatever or comment. Yeah. I'm curious about that too. Yes. So, yeah, I would love to connect. <laughs> I'm in the, the second group. It's called Quantum Leap, and it's more like galactic y kind of thing. So, oh, nice. That's super fun. <laughs> love my aliens. <laughs> I have a question pop up of kind of getting back to contributing to everybody. How do you know what direction to take? I don't know what to do with myself, and I'm finding it to be very frustrating. Mm. That's why I wanted to be Unleashed Power or an Unleashed Group. Like it was because I didn't know what direction to take. And that one kind of gave like an overall thing for you to, to play with. And like once you start glazing over things something's going to pull you in somewhere like something's gonna hook and it's you're just gonna feel like a spark or you know like yeah guys shines to me is how i look i notice things like that and and also uh, ask ask questions about it if you if you're if you're starting to become aware of things but you don't know what direction to go with it or how to develop that in the best way for yourself and others then you just sit down and, and ask you know to to if you can ask to your guides or just put it out there put the question out there of what can I do right now in order to develop these abilities in a way that will be the greatest contribution to myself and others. And Mary, what was the name of the group again? Unleash unleash your power. With Ashley Rose and Jamie Voss. Yeah, and the, the one tool that comes from Access uh, that would be is just to you can write out things that you're considering. You can have a, an index card like um, something else that I haven't put down, and whatever you whatever you are thinking about, just ask, like hold the card with the question written out, or like say you're thinking about going to Fellowships of the Spirit, or you're thinking about taking the Shamanic Apprenticeship Program, or whatever it is. You can you can write the question out and hold it and say, okay, if I choose this, how does my life feel in five years? Because if you haven't developed that binary dialogue, if you put it out on a trajectory, it can sometimes make that sense of heavy and light more apparent uh, so you can feel okay so this feels lighter five years from now this one doesn't you pick up the next one now this feels really light and it, you can start to get into uh, feeling what's going to be light but i always add another one something else i haven't asked yet and oftentimes the path that you have not um, it's not about walking someone else's path it's about making your own path it's the path that's never been walked before uh and, and that's really the energy like you don't have to choose what anybody else has done like what really feels light and don't be afraid to to mix things and match things i, I was criticized a lot going through school like you got to pick something my wife would always say another class you got to pick something so like essential oil sound <laughs> all the stuff but i take the best and leave the rest and i mix and match things all over the place and that's just part of how i operate it's a potency not a, a uh, not a problem <laughs> and it, it's, so if you're anything maybe you're a little bit like me with that it's like it's hard to choose because you want to do it all maybe doing it all is okay and you don't have to go to the end of any one particular thing you take a little bit from all kinds of different places and come to your own awareness for me it was about getting enough of a context of all kinds of weird stuff that when i get my own weird stuff <laughs> then I'll with it. like tom cratsley's green pepper healing like having a green pepper waving it around to do a healing for somebody pretty out of the box and then when spirit gives me something equally crazy i'm like well why not <laughs> so, <laughs> enough context where i could really start trusting my own crazy intuitions 
And yeah, learn, learn, you know, learning to trust. And and I think a lot of people have, that's sort of the biggest difficulty is in developing the psychic abilities is people don't trust their own intuition and the knowings that do come through. They attribute it to just being imagination. And uh, two things I would say to that. One is uh, fake it till you make it. Uh, like we've been talking about, you know, if, if you don't have the confidence to be able to, um, channel messages from spirit or whatever it might be you're interested in uh just sort of fake that confidence what, what would it be like if you were confident and then act that way and then the other thing is <laughs> and then the other thing um oh wow there was another thing where did it go spirit bring it back uh uh adam pack whatever that was yeah whatever well, it was <laughs> you can also use the cards that hank was talking about to like shuffle and just pull like oracle card style if you're afraid that if you know what's on the card while you're holding it, you're making shit up. So you can also just do that too, reaffirm. A lot of times you'll find, you'll say, draw the same card over and over. Huh? Like when my wife and I were like, like actually write down the things you're considering on index cards and, and you can even put them face down so you don't know what it is. And that's how Anya and I chose Westlake to live actually. We put, wrote down all the cities yeah. we were picking and we pendulum for it. And uh, we, we, we took the index cards, we wrote them all down and we shuffled them and put them face down. And then we, I would pendulum and I got Westlake and she would pendulum and I would shuffle them up and she would do it. And she got Westlake and we weren't even really considering. Cause like, well, we don't really have enough money to buy a house in Westlake. But then we found like this one house that it was an older home and it was like at the right price point. And they actually came down on price after the inspection and everything. And we have like a great house, like right by Crocker park, a little bit older, but it was like, wow, we never would have even thought to look there. Cause it wasn't even on our radar. Cause we thought we couldn't afford there. Did so you like really Jason this because he does he wrote he wrote down a bunch of stuff on index cards to do the same thing. I might have shared it. <laughs> for moving. I see him uh, in the back trying to get your attention maybe he's or he's confirming. turning out. He said yeah, it was you. You, get, you take out the element of you knowing what it is and you get a more accurate reading. And if you're really, if you're going to use a pendulum for it, I would just try to tune into heavy and light. I used that tool back before access days and I didn't, um, I, I never thought about just asking, hey, is this heavier light? Uh, but if you were going to use a pendulum, you could also use like a banana stand holder and you can put it on there and just touch the bottom. And you're even taking the element of you swinging it at all out of the equation because you're actually using it with the, uh, with the banana stand and just touching it just slightly and you'll still get a response out of it. I like to use my body too. Yeah, or to muscle stand. testing. <laughs> you always yeah. have that on hand, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, for people who don't know muscle testing, another great way to touch in with heavy and light, it's the whole thing where you hold an arm out and you ask a question. And if you have strength, it's true for you. And if it's weak, it's fake for you. You can do that just with your two fingers. This finger represents the arm that you're doing the pushing on. This finger represents the arm that's doing the pushing. And you could just ask, is my name Mary? No. Is my name Hank? Yes. And you can get just a slight tension variation in your fingers by doing kinesiology. So. Hmm. Oh, we lost Hank. <laughs> Hank disappeared. His signal was, it was kind of breaking up there. Well, we're yeah. at around the uh, hour and uh, 15 minute mark. So um, if he doesn't pop back on here in a second. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Kathy, did we ask your, did we answer your question for you? Awesome. She says yeah. awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. Cool. <laughs> cool. I, I will call last call for questions. If you get a question in the next uh, two minutes or so, we'll still speak to it and talk to it. Uh, otherwise, we'll kind of start to wrap up. But I did post again uh, Mary's link for her profile on the HHH site. And then I'm going to post a link, um, or in case you probably can get to it faster, the link for your mm. um, your YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, Sean's, Sean's way. way. 
Yeah, I do all kinds of, uh, I do channeled messages, speaking of psychic abilities. I channel messages from spirit for the betterment of all of us. And uh, I also do uh, guided shamanic meditations, which are sort of a, well, I should be looking at the screen while I'm doing this, are sort of a hybrid between um, a guided meditation and a shamanic journey. And they tend to be really cool experiences for people and can open the doorways for people to start to have experiences with their spirit guides, with spiritual beings and energy and all that stuff. So definitely check out Shaman's Way on YouTube if you're interested in any of that. Yeah. And subscribe. Uh, thank you so much for watching. So, so subscribe to all these wonderful channels. That, that's really the greatest contribution you can make in this particular moment. We would really appreciate that. So let me pull up that link. Yeah. And I'm going to post two links. There's one I'm posting for my website. We have a six-week shaman apprenticeship. Or, well, not six weeks. Seven, we have a seven-weekend apprenticeship program coming up, but we have a six-week virtual class coming up since we're starting late. So if you're interested in dipping your toes in the world of shamanism, it is six-week virtual uh, class. And at the end of it, you by then, you will have built a Taiwantan Mesa, so a medicine bundle uh, similar to the one I use, uh, just to empower it a little bit differently because the initiations are different for it. Uh, so there's that. And Casey's going to be posting his uh, shaman's way one and then there's a final class i wanted to post about because i have i was hoping she would hop on i sent her the link angie hewitt uh, is a registered medium at lilydale and we are hosting her for a intuition development class uh virtually at the center and that's uh it's 30 bucks and it's going to be this saturday at one o'clock uh, there's a possibility we might have to move it but i don't know yet but either way uh, we'll send out the information and this is the link for the intuition class how do you put comments in this fancy, fancy? I don't chat? know if you have access to putting comments in or not on okay. your side. You have to yeah. have access to the board. Be cool like me and Casey. Right. Okay. <laughs> Kathy, if after it's over, I'll go back in and send you the link for um, Unleash. Or if, if you or message on Facebook, Ashley. You Facebook to it, to, uh, Facebook it to me. Oh, is it, it's Unleash Your Potential, right? Power. Oh, unleash Your Power? Yeah. Uh, unleash Your Power. Unleash Ashley. Your Potency. Ashley Rose, who's also commented in there too, Kathy. She's the teacher owner. Oh, there's a lot this. of Unleash Your Power groups, so, apparently. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Um, we'll yeah. do it after. <laughs> we don't have to find it. Yeah. But we'll put, we can post it afterwards. Very cool. And let's see, any questions? We were saying last call for questions. So if you have a comment or a question, anything you'd like to contribute, you can. As we're waiting. Or you got the Shaman's Way link up yet or no? I did. I, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I posted that a little bit. Okay, ago. cool. So I think we got everything. Any final words of wisdom, Mary? We always kind of do a final go around before we end <laughs> it. Uh, so you don't have to go first. We can like let okay, you. Okay, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> do I have wisdom? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. We're about to find out. <laughs> yeah, what energy, space, consciousness, and choice could your body being and beyond be to impart the greatest wisdom of possibility with all listeners with total ease? There you go. So now, now you can let that percolate while we go around. Casey, you want to go first or shall I? Sure, I can go. Um, so I guess what I would say is that uh, uh, many, many people out there uh, are, and I, I see this when I'm doing even just massage therapy. I'll start to talk to people about some of the other stuff that I do, the energy work that I do, et cetera. And I hear so many people uh, say things like, you know, I've been having these experiences lately that I can't explain and I haven't, I never talked to anybody about them because they would just think I'm crazy. And um, so just know that many of the experiences we have that we write off as being, um, you know, weird or crazy or whatever could be the potential to lead you to an entirely new magical life where you have these psychic abilities that you're using 
for the joy of your own life and to help others as well. So if you do have that little bit of a calling uh, and any of this resonated with you and said, you know what, I, th I, th I think, you know, I feel called to work with some of this. Just start right now. You know, don't hesitate. Don't put it off and say, well, when I'm ready, then I'll, you know, then I'll start to work with this stuff right here, right now. This moment is the only moment we ever have. So if you feel called, take action and listen to the calling of spirit and then watch the world unfold, watch whole new worlds unfold around you. Thank you. And for me, we had, we didn't really talk about empaths much uh, today, but I'm really getting it as you step into these gifts. One of the things that hold a lot of us back is that our, we start to judge the things that we're aware of, uh, especially empaths. So like to be the hollow bone and whatever the information that you are aware of, uh, pure consciousness and the access definition is awareness of everything and the absence of a judgment about it. So whatever the information coming through is, if you can look at it from the space of interesting point of view, instead of like, oh, wow, that person's evil or oh, wow, that person's energy is icky or whatever and you can take the judgment out of it being aware suddenly became a whole lot easier so be the hollow bone be aware sense don't feel and then uh, you'll have a much easier time stepping into your gifts now mary it's your turn <laughs> i don't know um i had something and i lost well, it. that's a great way to start we determined that the dalai lama always says he doesn't know and then he says the most <laughs> profound thing ever i don't know because now you have the space to come in from any possibility <laughs> <laughs> um, you're saying I'm past. I don't know. I had keyed into something there, but um, yeah. So I don't know. You know <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's take Mary's her energy of I don't know is you don't have to know what to do with this gift. Like you can be in the space of not knowing and still start to receive and be an allowance. So don't let that stop you. Like, uh, and, or just make a choice. Like uh, the person that we were talking to that was in the energy of not knowing what to do, you can always change your mind. But the, the, the one thing will happen for sure if you don't make a choice is nothing. So choose something and then choose again. And then choose again, you can always change your mind. And it's easier to move the momentum of a ship in motion than a ship that's not in motion. So if you have motion, then choose something else. You have a way easier way to shift than if you're in a point and just never start. And not knowing can be one of the most amazing places to be to start developing these gifts, just like we were talking about with children. You know, they, they no one ever t told them otherwise. They don't know one way or the other whether or not all of these amazing things are possible. So when someone presents the idea that, hey, you can tap in and talk to spiritual beings, they run with it and are able to do so much. And although we may not a lot of us may not be children anymore. We can still tap into that same beginner's minds, like we like to call it, and, and Zen and Buddhism, uh, and, and have that, that beginner's mindset of not judging anything, being in the space that you're open to receiving anything. So yeah, when I ask people about, uh, like one thing I ask people is, is, who are you? I love to ask people that question. And a lot of people who are a little more perceptive and aware say, I don't know. <laughs> and I think that's awesome. I get so excited for them. I said, that's amazing. You're in a wonderful place right now. And oftentimes they, they're not happy with that <laughs> reaction. Uh, but then I expand <laughs> upon that because they're, now you're open to receiving the, the experience of who you are because you don't know. Ooh, Ooh, I like high that. school asked me that. And to this day, I was like, I still don't know the answer to that. <laughs> but that's I remembered great. what I was going to say. Um, also, when you guys start this, a lot of times, like, people who want to develop their psychic abilities, you know, we've kind of dug in and studied things like wishing and kind of hoping that one day that'll happen to us and occur. So when you actually do start doing stuff and you start getting some things that are exactly the same as what other people are saying or exactly the same as what's in books. So we, we tend to be like, 
well, I'm just making that up because it's, everyone knows that. Like it's, I've already read that. I already know that. So I'm just making it up, but you're not like that is spirit kind of telling you, Hey, this is confirming. This is what you know. So I'm just going to confirm what you already know. So that way you know that you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then later it'll start getting a little bit more you unique and and you can build from there but that was a thing that occurred for me a lot i'm like well everybody's getting the same message everything's exactly the same <laughs> but that's the way that they're helping you also acknowledge that you know what you're doing just go a little deeper now allow yourself to relax and open up and trust yourself more to get that boom message you're looking for that's a little bit more unique and individual for you to find your own style Right. And take the validation in the little messages. You don't have to have a boom message to get validation. It could be something simple. Yeah. yeah. Know, uh, the magic, there's magic everywhere. I appreciate it all and not just the big things. And you'll get even more and more magic in your life because the universe will recognize that, hey, I'm, I'm giving value and acknowledgement to all the things I'm receiving, not just the boom <laughs> moments. This is right. my, on my desk, my friend got for me. I have immense powers. <laughs> the <it>. boom. <laughs> boom. Boom. I like it. That's going to be a good thing. Boom moments. It's like right? that. Uh, boom, boom. Boom. It's like <laughs> the, the spiritual equivalent of the cooking. Bam. Uh, <laughs> it's right next to my Zulu doll. <laughs> oh, yes. Zulu doll. Oh, yeah. I, that's awesome. You got to show them. Cool little thing. Then th this thing was misidentified. They had it as some sort of. Um, it's actually an, an African doll, but it was like mismarked, and uh, she got it for an amazing uh, price. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> cool. But those are funny. exceptionally rare uh, Zulu dolls. So pretty cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was in an antique store, and it was calling, and I'm like, Hank, I feel like this should be for you or something. And I sent him the picture, and it was labeled as a Kachina, and he's like, Well, that's not. That's not Peruvian. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I know. So I ended up going back and buying her later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for well, me. <laughs> I should have recognized it because I do. Uh, I do some African practices as well, but I totally. It didn't call me for that. It was definitely for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's so awesome. Maybe uh, because you're going to have a little bit of that too. I don't know if Hector's still going to come out in August. Hopefully, but we're um, hopefully going to be having a introduction into Sansei class uh, that we'll be coming up with uh, one of Zane's teachers from New Jersey. Uh, so uh, oh, we nice. had a plan. And we haven't announced it yet because now uh, you don't know what's going to be you know, date-wise and travel-wise and what's going to be possible. But that's also something to put the energy out to help actualize when it comes to the African traditions. We're more of an Afro-Caribbean tradition in that one. But cool. Thank you, everybody. And uh, this yes. has been great. Mary, thank you for coming on. This was a oh, lot of fun. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I love the energy of having you here today with us. It was uh, wonderful. So you're always welcome to come back anytime you want to jump in and talk with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. This is fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and, you know, the more people that are on, I just feel like the interplay of energy really just uh, created more. So, yeah, agreed. Awesome. Well, everyone, please share and subscribe uh, tomorrow, 11 o'clock, right? I think. Uh, yeah, unless we want to do earlier, we, we can do earlier now. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, we'll, we'll post it, uh, but we'll, we'll definitely be on tomorrow if you want to come in and uh, watch another episode of Crazy Shamans. I mean, Stir Crazy Shamans. <laughs> Bethany is saying thank you too. That it was wonderful. I'll have to put that up. Bethany, you should come on too. Get over your stage fright. You can yeah, come. girl. <laughs> can I get one more thing before we hop off? Sure. Like, yeah. This Zulu doll was actually an intuitive hit too before I even got it. So it, when on our 
in that Unleash Your Power group, I straight Zulu came in my head, and I had no idea what the hell that was until I like Googled it after. <laughs> and I was like, that's weird. Okay, so I thought it was a message for somebody else because somebody else was like, we were doing readings for that because sometimes you get messages for yourself at the same time. Well, not sometimes. That happens all the time. Anyway, yeah. so Zulu came in the head, and I was like, all right, cool, and I shelved it, and then Jason and I went on vacation and ended up at that <laughs> antique store trying to buy this kachina doll for hank and then it turns out that she's actually a zulu tribe doll oh that's awesome so she was like telling me i'm coming hey look out for me you know, with, <laughs> the african, um, with the african traditions that typically like they reach out and they choose to work with you it's not the other it's rare that someone's just like hey i want to go work with uh, shango or something like that and i think i shared the story to, to mary i don't know if casey's heard this but I was taking a class and uh, I had missed a class and Zane had to catch me up and we were doing a, a ceremony at Goddess Elite after hours. And uh, while we were doing it, uh, Melissa had had a, a altar for Shango because that was one of the deities that she uh, had come to work with. And while we're doing it right in front of us, like three cards, she because she would play cards with Shango. He likes playing games and stuff. So three cards flipped up in front of us. So it was like two, <laughs> four, eight. So as the sound hero in me is like, wow, that's like octaves. Wow, that's pretty cool. And then I heard a voice in my head go, work with me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I started uh, getting into some of the African uh, traditions. So working with Shango and now uh, Papa Legba, I was in doing a, a really deep, intense uh, uh meditation with one of my guides and during that i just started calling and i didn't even know who papa legba was because i have no official training in any of it and then and it turns out it's like the crossroads entity in the tradition of that it's like the doorway to talk to all the other orishas or uh, lao depending on their your tradition and i go to an event the next day pat or spare and do you know freddie well uh, mary you might know freddie uh, but they always have like all the pretty like days of the dead skulls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So she comes up to me randomly and she has this necklace in her hand. She says, Papa says to tell you he loves working with you. And she puts it on my head. I was <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> uh, this is definitely um, interesting. So, you know, I never planned on working with it, but it has really taught me a whole new bubble of working with entities. <laughs> oh, wow. That's an awesome story. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah. That's a powerful one. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's great fun. So, Wow, I'm so glad we. Uh, oh, do you have something else, Mary? Oh yeah. Yeah, you just hey, I go in the store. What am I going? Oh, I'm going to go buy a regular deck of writer tarot cards to like practice with, and Hank goes, "Here you go, here you go. This is for you." And handed me this tarot deck, and I'm like, "Okay, whatever. I'm just gonna buy it." And Hank is like, "Does this feel light?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's interesting. It's not something I buy myself, but this this deck has been like, whoa." Yeah. <laughs> like i was dreaming the cards were talking to me at night while i was dreaming about it i couldn't sleep that night it was oh, like, wow. <laughs> i think one of the first cards you opened up to was like really significant to you or something i forget now yeah, but it was a rainbow snake yeah i love Ooh, the Amaru. Yeah. <laughs> The rainbow serpent. Well, they have the tradition in Peru. It's like the rainbow serpent. It's like the it has the feet of the puma, the body of a snake, and the win wings of the hummingbird or the condor. And it's like the galactic uh, serpent that can swim throughout the cosmos. So pretty cool. Kind of tying in the tradition and the African tradition together. Pretty cool stuff. It's fun. Oh well, thank you guys. Like we could just keep going. But I know, right? Yeah, yeah, seriously, I was about to go into a whole other story. Uh, oh, but yeah. Yeah, just real, real quick one. Um, speaking of rainbow snakes, so my the first animal guide or spirit guide I connected with was a snake, 
And um, I, I saw him in one of the first shamanic journeys I went on and connected with that guy. But then um, I didn't, I never had any validation about like other people being able to see or experience guides in the way that I was. And then I went for uh, some spiritual shop somewhere in Lakewood. And uh, the woman, uh, like right when I walked through the door, she was like, oh, that's an interesting snake that's following you. And I was like, whoa, you can see that too. And then, uh, but she was, I, I and I hadn't seen it this way, but she was like, yeah. And she just saw the snake changing. It's like all these different colors. So I didn't know there was such a thing as like a rainbow snake. And I wonder if, if that's anywhere near a similar experience. Yeah, but, um, You're going to have to check some new stuff yeah. out now. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some research. People used to tell me all the time, wow, you've got like this giant awesome snake around your neck, like just chilling like a feather boa. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that's like snakes awesome. always end up appearing, especially yeah. when I'm outside and I'm questioning what the hell I'm doing in my life. <laughs> a snake will come by and I'm like, okay, right, go they do it. They used to call me the snake whisperer um, on Peely Island. Uh, I would go and, well, I, Steve Irwin was one of my idols as a child. And uh, I would go and I would I would take these wild water snakes and I would catch them. And I just had this way, like at first they're freaking out, trying to like bite me and get away. Uh, but I would, I would just sit there and be with them and be totally present. And then um, they would like calm down and realize that I wasn't a threat or anything. And again, these were wild snakes yeah. and i was i would get them to the point where i was wearing them around my neck and they would crawl through my fingers and stuff Ooh. i used to do that i used to do that all the time as a kid and then later on my spiritual journey the first guide i connected with was snakes and i've always been really drawn to them oh, i've got to so mr cool. potter here <laughs> mr potter <laughs> yeah like he has the whole slogan yeah. yeah. <laughs> very cool Oh, if, if this uh, in closing, guys, if you're watching this, like we're just made of the same animated essence, you have just as much magic in your lives if you're willing to see it and willing to allow it. Uh, so let it be an inspiration, knowing that all this magic is out there if you're not experiencing it. And if you are experiencing it next time, come on and share and, and share your experience. Give us a comment. Let us know what's been going on in your life where you see the magic and your intuition of coming out in front of you. So awesome. All right. Thank well, you all so much. Thank you, everyone, Nike, for your energy. And Nike, your and Nike. We love you all, and please share, subscribe, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you.